Bigger Talks, Bigger Talks, another episode. And this episode is going to be so special and so amazing. I have Dr. Robin McKay. She's a psychologist, executive coach, keynote speaker, packed with so much spiritual intelligence. And she's going to give us the insights, the downloads, uh, the intuitive information that we all need to know ourselves, heal ourselves, to be our most authentic self, and be vulnerable. So, Dr. Robin McKay, welcome to Bigger Talks. Thank you for being here. How are you today? I am so good. It's a bright, sunshiny day here in the desert. I just got done with my personal training session and got to listen to a couple of episodes from your podcast, and I'm so excited to be here with you. Well, thank you for being here. Um, you're glowing. Guys, you can't see her, but I can. She's glowing. She's vibrating very high. Vibrations are extremely high. She just finished the workout, she said, so that makes sense. I always say motion changes emotion. And 100%. It's more than just the body. It's about a feeling. It's about the vibe you get from it. So, you know, let's just tell some of the listeners, you know, who is Dr. Robert McKay? Where are you from? How did you get started into, like, being a psychologist, who are you? And what was your turning point to tap into helping people help themselves? I love all those questions. You know, I'm a South Dakota girl. I grew up in the Black Hills. Wild Bill Hickok and Calamity Jane had their graves sites blocks away from where I grew up. So I grew up in a very small community. My dad and mom were both teachers and they were both intuitive as well. As a matter of fact, I grew up Catholic. And so praying and being part of the church and part of the community was just a thing that I always did. But at the same time, I was a scientist. I got my first microscope when I was 10. And I was so disappointed in light source. It was a mirror. I was 10. What do you know about that? I don't know. I, I guess later in my career, I got to actually use big high powered microscopes, but I was a science girl and I was also very intuitive and spiritual the whole time I was growing up as well. It was a very interesting combination when a lot of people weren't that. So I felt a little bit like, uh, like I, I was out of place. Like I didn't quite fit into what everybody else was doing and thinking. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, were you an empath? Or are you still an empath? Uh, mm -hmm. Do you feel energy very strongly at times? I am. I think that where I've landed on empathy is that we need more of it in our world, certainly. But there are some of us who are quite empathic. In fact, those of us who are, this might sound strong, but I think it means more that we have bound, bad boundaries than anything else. I think we need to shore up our boundaries because we don't have to feel everything to observe what's going on. Well, can you say that again? That was powerful. I've never heard yeah. it in that format. Can you say that again? That's powerful. Sure. So empathetic people have bad boundaries. Yes, I can relate. Just in a nutshell. In other words, when you've got open, open borders on your own auric field, you're talking about how it's glowing earlier, your aura, your, your field of energy that surrounds you, and you feel everything. Not only that, but we have mirror neurons in our brains that read other people's emotions as well. Those of us who have those highly developed mirror neurons feel everything. We don't know, maybe you can relate to this from the, when you're a little kid and you feel something, you just think it's yours. So when you get ready to take a test 
or you get ready to give a speech or whatever it is, and you start feeling nervous, even though you were calm, cool, and collected right before that, it may be Susie sitting behind you chattering about how she didn't study for anything. And, and what did you study for this? And what did you study for that? You feel your own energy, your own emotions rising, and it's, it's not even your energy. It's not even your emotions. So we have to become more discerning about what we're feeling. Perfect. Be more discerning about what we're feeling. We have to create those boundaries because from what you said, since a young child, you are a light worker. Yes. <laughs> and you were bringing the light and you was feeling maybe some light or maybe some dark from others. Yeah, that sure. becomes your emotions and your thoughts and maybe your intentions. Mm -hmm. uh, I like to say, you know, sometimes your environment creates your reality. Mm -hmm. Most times it does. But if you have the wrong people in your org feel, right? You can pick up energies, you can pick up thoughts and start thinking things you don't want to think and feel the things you don't want to feel. Um, I want to speak on the scientific science versus spirit, right? You know, I have people that I know say, well, you got to trust science. And my spirit is like, nah, I don't feel that. I don't yeah. feel what you're saying, but I respect it. But my spirit is like, mm. No logic and no reason can make my spirit make sense for what you're saying, but I respect it. Can you kind of speak on what is science versus what is spirit, you know? Wow, you just went right to it. That's the heart of everything, isn't it? Yeah. And as a, I like to say I'm a former scientist. I think that there is a place for science. I think that science is a way of knowing. It's a way of understanding. But I do think that where science has gone especially with our lived experiences is to block us from experiencing our direct connection with other people with the world and with our own intuition wow that's amazing the block i've never heard that's that's a, it's, it's like blocking what we think should be true based on what we're seeing on a physical realm but the spiritual realm or with the stats or with the facts or what the research has said but the spirit doesn't agree but yet the science might take over the spirit if we don't have mm -hmm. enough information to understand the spirit. Mm -hmm. Don't you us, think that yeah. we spend a lot of time gaslighting our intuition? Ooh. Like you can, you can know something, but then other people around you will say something different and they'll, they'll point to science, but you know that, you know, hey, and listen. then you make yourself wrong because people. it doesn't stop gaslighting intuition. <laughs> Please. She got gems all day. Do not. I repeat, do not, this is from Dr. Rob McKay, do not gaslight your intuition. Please listen to your intuition. Please follow that gut. Oh, that is so good and it's so true because as a child, I felt things I didn't understand. So it didn't make sense for me to be conveyed about them or feel convicted in them because I didn't have enough information or logic to make it make sense. And then over time, I said, you know what? There's a thing where I believe knowing is more than believing because your beliefs can be wrong, but what you know, you know, and sometimes you don't even have the answers to back up what you know. And I feel like that's the spirit. That's that God, like that's that download. That's that you just constantly like, sometimes when I'm speaking, I'll get a something that comes to my spirit and it just comes through. I can't explain what is, how did you get that? <laughs> it's coming through. This is the energy we're in. But yeah, gaslighting your intuition. Uh, I want to move into the gut versus intuition, right? We had science and spirit. Let's go into the gut versus intuition because 
myself, I'm very spiritual, very attuned to my emotions and feelings as well as others. But I, you know, they say like your, uh, your gut is really like your first brain, but then I'm like, it's your gut, your intuition is your intuition, your gut to people listening. Can you elaborate or break down what the difference is with, between the two? If any? So, yes, I can. In fact, you're right. The gut is the first brain. Like 95% of our serotonin is located in our bellies, in our guts. So we know that there's a lot going on in our GI tract that can tell us a lot about the world. Our gut instinct is one of the ways that intuition speaks to us. There are four major channels of intuition that I would call clairsentience, clear feeling. So when you are aligned, when you are feeling your best, your gut instinct is going to be spot on. But when you've got a lot of static, a lot of noise, a lot of disruption in your energy field from the people around you, from the substances you're putting into your body and so on, that disrupts intuition. It disrupts mm. your gut feeling even. So you might be misreading situations or scenarios or even feelings just based on how clear your field is. I have a teacher who said this once to me. She said, there's a fine line between being psychic and being psychotic. Mm. And I think that it has to do with the frequencies that you're running on. So when you are connected with source, when you are connected with God and you're doing your meditations, you're doing your exercises, you're eating clean, doing all of the things that we know are proper and appropriate spiritual hygiene or energetic hygiene practices, yes. then you're a clear channel. But if you're eating junk food and, you know, laying on the couch all day, watching Netflix and scrolling through social media, the likelihood that your intuitive channels, whether it's the felt sense or the other, the three other channels, there's a great likelihood that those are being interfered with. Your consciousness is being interfered with based on what you're putting into your system. So what you're saying is that what we consume, you know, that be food, what we listen to, the energy that we're putting out, allowing into our space, the music we listen to, the conversations we have, the books we read, mm -hmm. the stuff we're watching and scrolling on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Can, if not lifted, lifting or uh, fulfilling or good, can affect that gut instinct and have a static on that spiritual internal channel where we might not be on a clear channel, right? Exactly. And so that's the gut. Now, is the gut the intuition or is part of the intuition or are there two separate entities is it the same thing well i think about intuition as a consciousness it's okay. part of your it's part of the how the brain operates it's part of how your system operates so the gut is one of i would say a channel of intuition okay. so that would be what i would call clairsentience there's also clairvoyance which is clear seeing it's being able to see around corners to use your imagination to create what you want to create. But here's the thing about clear seeing, clairvoyance. When you're not feeling your best, so when you're feeling anxious or depressed or worried or scared, guess where your imagination goes? Right down into the bad neighborhood where worst case scenarios, terrible, awful, horrible things happen in your imagination. Mm. When you're clear, when you're feeling your best, guess what's possible in the intuition, in the clear seeing? You get to see what the best of what is possible, the highest potential for what's possible for your life. Abundance, 
grace, joy, yeah. all of those frequencies are what's possible also in our future. But that gets distorted again when your when your system is disrupted by the things that you're consuming. Yeah, you're not on a clear channel. So mm -hmm. to some of us listening, you know, I grew up in Baltimore City, a very hostile, negative environment. Yes. And you know, you as a child, I suppressed my feelings and emotions. I just had to be strong. I didn't cry. I wasn't vulnerable. I didn't know how to be. I've come across in my lifetime people or several in, in, individuals who are addicted either to misery, negativity, toxicity, drama. So when it's time to be in the light or to be on a clear channel or to be fulfilling or fulfilled, they run because the light is intimidating and the dark, the shadow self, the shadow things is more welcoming because it's a conditioned state, right? It's a program. How do you get a person to kind of embark or come into a more balanced channel or more into like their light self where they can understand it? It's like in a relationship, if you grew up with mom and dad being single or abu abusive to one another, that's your blueprint of relationship. So that's how you see love. So when a healthy person comes into your life and try to give you that, you don't know how to embrace it because it's not on your normal channel. Right. How do people, you know, transfer or transcend or get to that level of true light or true just feeling fulfilled without being uh, challenged in a way? Because some people are afraid of their light side. There are so many ways that we could go to answer that question. And what I'll say is this, first of all, growing up in a hostile environment creates the conditions for your intuition to arise. I call it the spidey sense. Mm. I have clients who tell me that when they were kids, they could tell by the way mom closed the door when she got home from work, how they had to be for the rest of the night. Mm. It was that acute, right? Or if you're out with your friends and you get a sudden, or like, I need to get out of here and you get out of here and five minutes later, something bad happens at that very place where you were. I have chills when I'm talking yeah, about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board. I'm at the visuals yeah. in my head as we yeah. talk and I remember someone was trying to rock, like, go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, so no, and I, I really do have chills as I'm talking about that because yeah. that's such a reality for so many people, whether they grow up in an abusive environment, um, alcoholic environment, whatever, we grow up in these hostile conditions, which create the conditions for our intuition to come online in the first place. Yes. Eventually, what we have, nobody has to do anything. So I say this kind of tongue in cheek, but when you choose to extract the trauma, so we all have trauma too, whether it rises to the level of a clinical diagnosis or not is sort of beside the point. I mean, there's, there are many people whose trauma does, but even those everyday micro traumas, if you will, create a disruption in the energetic field. So if we want to shift from light to dark, if we want to start walking in our highest potential, the thing that blocks most of us from all the things we want, whether it's abundance, a positive, happy, loving relationship, anything like that is trauma. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we owe it to ourselves. And I think we owe it to our communities as well to clear the traumas that are kind of we're filtering our whole lives through yeah right they get to the root of the you know mm -hmm. the situation or the thing that's yeah the root cause all of the effects yeah the records and the memories of those traumas so that not that you forget them 
Yeah. Because I think that our memories create a tapestry in our lives that inform and, and, and advise us as we go through our lives, but to clear them so that they're no longer leading us around by a ring in our nose. And we're making all of our decisions through the lens of trauma. Rather than that, we're making all of our decisions through the lens of being an actualized person, being a person who, even if I'm still sometimes experiencing the effects of trauma, I'm resilient. I can bounce back from that much more easily than somebody who, to your point, gets addicted to the trauma, drama, adrenaline cycle. Oh, that feels so, that adrenaline feels so good. And yet it's so toxic as well. It's toxic to your body. It's toxic to your life as well. Yeah. And it's beautiful put the way you said it, because, you know, that scarcity mindset, you know, that fear mindset versus, you know, the growth or coming from a loving place is different. But some people, they look for something bad to happen. They look for the negativity. They look for the loophole. Oh, no, you're just trying to do that because you want to take advantage of me or you want to control me. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the spidey senses are so true. Just to go back a few, I remember I was probably 16, it's night, nine o'clock, and I was walking down a block and I made a left it's dark outside and I saw a guy behind me I'm like who's this guy and so if I would just walk faster to like a corner when I got to the corner my my spirit was like sprint to the bottom of the hill and when I sprint to the bottom of the hill I looked up and the guy was like walking by and I was like he was on to me so thank god for the spidey senses yeah. <laughs> right yeah and I think with most people in those spaces, depending on who the person is or the people, they sometimes suppress it because the situation doesn't make sense. Like their spirit or the spidey senses is telling them, get, remove yourself, call your mother, you know, look at your phone. It's really subtle, but if they're not attuned to who they are, they can kind of miss out on, you know, a lot of great opportunities. Yeah, think about if you would have gaslit yourself yeah in that moment if you hadn't run if you would have you know turned around and bossed up to him or something like that i can't believe i just said that that i don't know where that came from i'm gen x who says boss up when you're gen x but whatever (laughs) (laughs) no but But it's it's right if you had turned up if you had turned back and and fought rather than ran you're we may not be here today Right, but that's a, that's from the spirit. That was your spotty sense is talking about mm-hmm. the vibration of the genetics, the vibration of the people in that moment feel like they should boss up. That's the ego, right? Mm-hmm. When you're in the ego, you ease God out and then mm-hmm. you potentially could take yourself out because you're trying to boss up to a vibration that's trying to boss you down that yeah. you're not even prepared for. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it occurs to me too, in that moment, I was so able to see so clearly what you're describing yeah. there. And one of the things that I talk about in transforming trauma is what I call soul retrieval. And if you can still see yourself in that moment, there's a great likelihood that that part of your consciousness continues to be activated in that memory. So we can just call that aspect of you back into this present moment. There's a gift that that part of you has for you that's required right now. And that's such a, it's such a subtle thing, but it's so important to just pull all of the parts of our consciousness back into the present moment, not so that we can re-experience the trauma. That's not the point of it. We send the trauma into the heart of God for transformation, but we bring back and pull in the gifts from those moments that something got stolen from us energetically or 
hijacked or traumatized in some other way. And we just pull all of that back into the present moment, into our hearts so that we then become whole. Because I think that one of the reasons people are so addicted to the drama, trauma, adrenaline cycles is that they don't feel whole inside. There's, There's a hole that they're trying to fill some people say it's a God-sized hole, but I definitely yeah. think it's a spirit. It's part of your spirit that's been absent from that part of your part of your consciousness. So you, when you call those parts back to yourself, you experience the wholeness. Yeah. And then there's no room for addiction, and there's no room for drama trauma because you're filled up with yourself. Absolutely. And that was a way for me to build trust within myself because I was young. I was by myself, mm-hmm. and so over time. The- course of my life those moments like that or patterns or moments that I can say my intuition was correct yes it helped and me, I would, me and got me out of where I needed to be in the moment and I would also say that you have been some the these words just came through just living a charmed life as well a protected life a life that yeah. you've been guided so yeah. that even in those situations that may have turned out another way you've been very protected throughout your life and that's such a such a grace that you have had access to thank goodness because now you're doing your work in the world yeah and I love it and it's fulfilling my mom told me at 25 she said you know you had a twin it was a girl and she didn't make it so Mm -hmm. I believe that energy that entity lives within you and that's why your energy is the way it is so I really believe it's that guiding light you know through God through my twin that wasn't here that's still here present but with yeah she is that's that's protecting me Mm -hmm. from you know whatever Mm -hmm. that could have happened in the past or in the future in the moment so uh it's interesting because you know when you're a kid and you're getting these intense feelings and stuff is coming to you and you just don't know what it is and you're not comfortable and then you just start to trust, right? You start to embrace because growing up in a negative environment, being in that dark space, I saw the effects and the effects of it, right? That affected not only my mind, you know, my, my lifestyle and my family. And it's, it's interesting because there is a thing that come across that I think about pain and pleasure, right? For some people that pain is their pleasure, pleasure is pain, but there's also a note of how is one able to use pain to prosper, right? And I don't wanna say this is a consistent pattern, but from people I coach to people I know, there's some pain in their life that compelled them, even myself, to have great success or momentum to get where they wanna go. What is that and why is it that way? Is there some type of, you know? Yeah, the psychology behind that is that we move away from pain. And so we create these conditions in our lives that we then have to have, we have to get ourselves out of. So the human spirit over the course of generations has been conditioned to continue to pull ourselves out of whatever situation we're in, to thrive, to prosper, to do it. Everybody loves the rags to riches story. Yes. That's something that is embedded in our culture. I've reached a point in my career and I've gone through my own trauma healing, trauma recovery as well. So I've been I've been in, you know, in a ball weeping on my floor, gnashing my teeth. And, you know, it's not pretty crying when that happens for me. But now that I'm on the other side of that and my life has grown and prospered in so many ways, I'm sitting here on a new project, one that I'm so excited about and looking forward to, and there's no pain to it. And part of me is like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't have to dig myself out of a hole. 
like, how do I do this now that I don't have to, that the, it's not an emergency. This is an opportunity to actualize rather than just to get out of survival mode. We turn ourselves into projects so often. Human doings versus human beings. Yeah, it is, it's, you're so powerful. I can feel your energy, it's amazing. And it's so true because when you get to that space where you're like, I got to a point where I'm looking for something to fix. I'm looking for some resistance. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for, like, where is that? And I there's need, nothing there. There's nothing there. It's like, no, go create. No one really needs yes. you to do what you think you do. You're being codependent. You're dependent on people to depend on you to be yourself. Now that day is over. Those moments and those years are over. Now what you're going to do? You have to really actualize and say, what do I want? Because a lot of that was out of fear, out of obligation, out of what was put on me as a child. But I'm not there. And so now on this side, it's fulfilling to have these conversations um, to, to be, you know, dialed into the spirit and, you know, the flesh at times. But I want to talk about, because I was on your website and I saw something about, is it acoustic or acoustic record? Acoustic, the Akashic record. Yeah, so yes. I got my Akashic record <laughs> read like maybe seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And my biggest challenge most of my life was receiving, right? My challenge mm -hmm. was receiving. I'm really good at giving. And I was asking, so like, can you ask the divine, like, how do I receive? And she said, well, your wealth is spiritual, but all you have to do is smile and say, thank you. And I'm like, what? So smile simple. and say, thank you? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm 27, maybe 28, 26. I was like. It's then, that easy? Is that easy? <laughs> what? And then I went into like a facility next week, proactive sports out here in Westlake. And the owner was like, man, you don't owe me anything in here, man. Just bring your energy and just smile. I was like, huh? <laughs> so, you know, can you explain to people what that is? We don't got to spend too much time. So I want to get into like what sure. you actually do and how you can help people and how people can reach out and get your services and what you bring to the world. You know, I've always been intuitive as we've talked about when I, started really diving deep and mastering the work in the Akashic records. That's when my life began to transform. And that's when my work with other people just accelerated. You know, the Akashic records are, if you think about, I'm a reader, so I think about libraries. So if you think about the Akashic records as a library of Congress for your soul. Mm, good, say that. So it's all of the information all of the experiences, all of the wisdom, knowledge, trauma, even that you as an individual soul have experienced from the time you articulated from source, from the time you were created and follows you all the way through infinity. The Akashic records are love and truth. And when you're operating from the field of pure love and pure truth, the transformations are sort of effortless. Beautiful. Isn't that? And I know you can feel that. Like <laughs> no, they, we, the records just dropped in as we were talking. Yeah, about they just it. dropped in. And I just got a visual because I'm going back to on YouTube studying. Mm -hmm. You talked about people in corporate America, how you know they need light workers, they need people. You said you don't use the word intuitive as much, but you talked about if you're trying to get that uh next client, your entrepreneur, and you're trying to get that next break, how about you know the diving deep into yourself? and doing an internal work. I say the hardest work we will ever do in life is on ourselves. And I have experience of 
when I work on myself and I increase my vibe and who I am, I'll attract those things on that frequency. I don't have to go out and be this human doing. I got to do all this work to get this opportunity. So what is that process and what is that flow of working on yourself that actually brings in the opportunity, brings in the money, brings in the relationship, brings in the momentum? What is that? Because I experienced it, but I can't explain it to someone for them to fully understand it. Can you? Yeah, I, I think so. I think we can get close. Yeah. So I look at frequency and frequency of emotions, particularly. So remember, I talked about trauma. I talked about anxiety, adrenaline, all of those kind of fear-based emotions that we are, our culture, our world is steeped in. Those frequencies are pretty low vibe. And what the science of positive psychology actually tells us is that there's a causal and bi-directional relationship between how you feel and what you receive or what level of success you have. So the better you feel, the easier it is for you to achieve success in work, in relationships <laughs> and so on. So your feelings create the conditions for success to arise. So, good. so you get on an upward spiral. Isn't so that nice? Good. Hey, people, I'm smiling from here to here. She's tapped in. Yes, it's no nice. It feels so great. I say alignment is the excitement. And when you feel great, great things happen. So and now you have science to support that. Do you see how we brought science back ah. into our conversation? There so is data the to support this. Oh, the data? science okay. is the data of, of positive psychology there you go. is that Happiness, well-being, even optimism are these experiences that we have that create the conditions for success to arise. And then success creates the conditions for more well-being. Yes, say that. We need a, she needs a voice coach or a voice, a, a voiceover person. I can hear in my ear just talking to me. You're speaking the language of success, fulfillment, love, prosperity, abundance. Wow, so much joy in that moment. Wow, people, listen. <laughs> the doctor has spoken. She's giving you the downloads from the universe and her higher self. Because it, it's so simple. It's so simple. And this is where science supports us. We have these lived experiences. You and I both know that the better you feel, the more magnetic you are. Yes. As a psychologist, I had the opportunity to dive deep into the research of positive psychology and understand even the data that supports that. So fin finally, the data, the science is catching up with what we know to be intuitively true. Uh, and that's why and, more people more into the spiritual realm and being more awoke and awakened and aware and seeing their blind spots and wanting to heal. And one of the reasons I like to bring the science of positive psychology into these conversations is for that reason, when people wake up and they have these spiritual experiences or their intuition comes online and they realize, recognize that there is so much more to the world than their five senses, because there is, they don't know what to do with that. So they automatically make themselves wrong, gaslight themselves. And then they look to other people and say, am I crazy? Well, if the person you're talking to doesn't understand either the awakening process or the science of positive psychology, they're going to look at that person and say, yeah, you're probably crazy. <laughs> so now you're double gaslighted. Yes. So, so I bring in positive psychology to all these conversations because it grounds it and it gives our intellect, our reason, 
enough information to feel settled so that our intuition can fly. Einstein is attributed with saying that intuition is a sacred gift and reason is its faithful servant. And we've created a society that honors a servant and has forgotten the gift. My work, and I feel like it's your work too, is to bring yes. intuition back front and center into its rightful place as a sacred gift. Sacred gift. Intuition is yeah. beautiful. It's amazing. It serves a bigger purpose than you can ever think. You can change your life just if you just listen to your intuition. And you're from a clear channel from, from a, a clear, clear there channel. we go there, from a just from a clear not channel, after right? eating all the potato chips and yeah. drinking mountain dew or red bull yeah, or whatever right because those really are from a clear foods, channel right yeah and it's it's so simple once you understand the language and the lingo and and you know what is that that energy and that vibration is calling to your spirit so for you as a coach executive coach keynote speaker psychologist what where do or where is most of your work done um on a weekly monthly annually basis are you working with like corporations fortune 500 because i saw that on your website are you working with like hot because you, you talk about high iq and high eq which is intuition people that you coach how do you discern who your clients are or do you attract them when you're saying high IQ and high EQ, because I've come into contact with people who have very high IQ, but their EQ is quite low. Right. They you know them. Yeah. You know them from the moment you see them. And there is that sweet spot, isn't there, between yes. the 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 people who are intuitive and smart. So being intelligent just means that you've got a fast processing speed. You're able to figure things out quickly, make sense of things, and know what to do about them. Being emotionally intelligent or spiritually intelligent means that you've got a capacity to read and understand other people's emotions, to manage your own emotions and other people's emotions, and to be able to tap into those higher levels of consciousness that we've talked about, to alter consciousness, in fact, in the service of yourself or another person. So when I don't necessarily start the conversation like that. I'll describe it like this. Are you familiar with the X-Men and Professor Xavier? Do you know, yes. do you know X-Men? Yeah, Xavier has the Cerebro and yes. he goes into Cerebro and puts, and then he finds all the mutants Yeah. and calls them in because his job is to help them, protect them, help them thrive. That's, it's a little bit like that, honestly, for me, I've got a kind of a sixth sense when it comes to the people who are meant to be working with me. It matters less about their gender or how they identify as male or female, and so much more about that combination of intuition plus intelligence. They are the creators, they're the innovators, but they're also they also have that sweet, open heart that sometimes gets wounded yeah. because it's sweet and open. Yes. Wow, that, that, that's amazing. And it's something that came through for me, from you, for me, for the people I deal with and I attract and it makes sense because I believe in, uh, you know, you have material currency, then you have spiritual currency, yes. right? And some of us have tons of material currency, but the spiritual bank account is very empty, it's very low, and we don't even want to look at it like some people don't want to look into their material bank accounts, right? Right, So, right. you know, I'm at a point where, you know, getting in a space where you're finding people who have the wealth and the business, high EQ, how do we make the balance and increase their EQ, their spiritual currency, their spiritual intelligence, where they can trust themselves the way they trust their product or their business. 
you know, because I like sometimes I tell clients, I say, listen, I don't want your business to be successful, but your body to be in pain, right? Because, oh, it looks great. Everything looks great, but you don't feel great. And I think coming into the age of the Aquarius and, you know, moving into a new dimension, we have to be, become spiritually aware if we want to have a fulfilled life uh, without money, you know, just be happy just to wake up and see the sun and see, look at the sky and talk to your partner or friend uh, the way you, you spoke on. So it sounds like for you and your client base, you attract them based on the frequencies you send out or more so you don't choose them, they choose you, right? Like yes, you and you, you put yourself in the right place too, in the right communities. So a lot of times I talk to women engineers and women physicians. Those are my two groups who I just adore working with. They're my people. And yeah. because I've worked with them for so many years, I know them probably better than anybody on the planet knows women physicians and engineers. So that becomes just a real easy conversation when they're burned out or they're bumping up against their glass ceiling or for the entrepreneurs, those who have left corporate and moved into the entrepreneur space, then integrating their spiritual intelligence to what they're doing in entrepreneurship as well. Because to your point, we don't want to just create businesses for the sake of making money. Now we're creating businesses for the sake of creating a movement or for the sake of making an impact or making a contribution to the world. So there's a, there's a divine connection between an entrepreneur and his or her business. Yes. It's no longer you're the master and your, your business is like a servant to you. Now it's a partnership, but we have to move into that direction of understanding. I think a lot of times what people, whether they're successful entrepreneurs or they're in the corporate space or in entertainment or anywhere, they hide that intuition because it's ah, still something that isn't like, what is that? How do you know that? And if you don't know that, you better be able to reverse engineer how you know it. Otherwise, there's no credibility to it. Yes. So that's that reversing what, what's primary, right? The intuition needs to yeah. be primary and the yeah. reason needs to back it up and support it versus yeah. what's actually going on yeah, still in our, in our world. Having a dichotomy of both and using it mm -hmm. to serve all purposes and all people because mm -hmm. your intuition can help you make better business decisions. Because sometimes we're decision fatigue because we have so much going on, but the spirit will tell you, okay, you might want to continue to read that book or write this evaluation. Spirit mm -hmm. is saying, stop and go take a nap. Yes, or go play. Go play. Go right? play. Because that's what's been my problem at times. I want I suppress my joy because I'm looking for results. What are the results? What are the numbers? What are the numbers? Like, mm -hmm. no, go play, and that's how you get the results. It's not get the results and yes. then play. You yes. go play, and then the results come. And I'm like, oh, because it's my energy. Because if I'm playing and I'm, you know, exuberant and I'm having fun, it's, it's the universe is just like, oh yeah, results. Come on over, <laughs> right? But don't you think that part of that is the culture of grit, tenacity, yes, hard absolutely. work, all of that nonsense that Ego. up until probably 2020 worked pretty well, but like after 2020, like forget it. Like forget it. We need something so different from that. We need the hope and the optimism and the the gratitude and the joy. Yeah. That's what's to come for us. And I will say this too. I use the Akashic Records every single day to work in my business. That's where I get the information about where to go next and what to do next. And Spirit, wow. Higher self. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. 
So you talked about um, your Facebook group. You have a Facebook group. Yeah. How can people get into this Facebook group? What's the name of it? Where do we find you? We want to know. We want to be in your world, learning oh. from you and hearing from you and feeling your vibration. You remind me of, uh, you know, I have the book, You Can Heal Your Life, Louise Hay. We mm -hmm. have some of her energy. Uh, I forgot. I think the other, uh, maybe she's a psychologist, Maria Still, I think. I think he's from London. And it's another person, I can't remember, but you remind me of you, but I'm just saying like, you have so much, you're more than just, you know, coming from a spiritual place. You got some of the physical material things that can help people. So what is this Facebook group? We need to know about it. We need to get in it. <laughs> I'm so excited about it too. That's something yeah. that just dropped in about, well, earlier this year, all of my work right now is on actualization, actualization of your heart's desires. So it comes out of 22 years of me developing my McKay actualization method. I am starting a new McKay, are you getting a theme here? McKay Academy of Actualization. Yeah, there we go. And the Facebook group is the actualization zone. So if you just go and search, search for actualization zone, you'll find that. And that's a place where we can just gather and you can start getting into my world, into my sphere of talking about holding you in your highest potential and tapping into what your true heart's desires are and receiving those heart's desires with grace and with joy rather than with grit, hard work and tenacity, like, oh, it's so boring. Yeah. So actualization zone, I'm also on Instagram, Dr.RobinMcKay is where you can find me there. And, uh, oh, and I have a quiz too. Did you know I have a quiz? No, I know I have to take yeah, the quiz. Yeah, you have to take the quiz. It's a leadership styles quiz. It's on my, it's on my website okay. that pops up after a couple seconds. I think that the more we learn about ourselves as leaders, the more dialed in we can get to the best way of actualizing heart's desires. So somebody who's a visionary leader, maybe actualizing your desires in a different way than somebody who's a collaborative leader or somebody who's a competitive leader has mm. a different sole purpose when it comes to actualizing desire. So that's a really, I was going to say fun, and I guess all quizzes are kind of meant to be fun, but it's an informational quiz and it really helps you to know yourself better and to know your sole purpose yeah. when it comes to your leadership style. So that's something I would say to check out as well. Hey, people you hear from her, you know, there it is, Facebook group, uh, actualization zone. Am I correct? Yes. Yes. Uh, you got to take the quiz. It's on her website, Dr. Robin McKay, or is it robinmckay.com? DrRobinMcKay.com. DrRobinMcKay.com. Follow her on Instagram, listen to her, and tap into her frequency because she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> she's tapped into my frequency and woke me up a little bit more. Like, hey, so... I mean, I don't know if there's anything else before we leave, right? Can you give the listeners some intuitive advice, whatever you're channeling on how to become their best self, how to potentially heal, and just to be their most authentic self in this time and space in the universe? Just any words or whatever you have come through, I would just love to hear it. I think they will benefit as well. The most important thing for all of us to do right now is to make the journey from our heads to our hearts. Mm -hmm. The heart contains the spirit. And I don't quote the Bible often, but when I do, okay. I go back to the letter of Paul to the Ephesians where he writes, may the, the eyes of your heart be enlightened. Mm 
And I love that wish for all of us. May the eyes of our hearts be enlightened because our hearts are what are actually going to be guiding us now and in the future, rather than our intellect. The intellect has brought us as far as we can go. Right. We're in need of something else and we already have what we need. It's in our hearts, it's our intuition, it's our connection with spirit. And when we move in the direction that our hearts want to go, that's when everything clears up. And that's when we make our best contributions and we master what we came here to master in the first place. Hey, that heart How's chakra. That? That's, that's, hey, the heart chakra is, is, is screaming yes. and it's telling us and all you're getting, get understanding. That's Proverbs 4, 7. So that makes sense. Dr. Robin McKay, thank you so much for your beautiful soul and spirit uh, and your inspiration and intuition and just information to help people better their situation. And I believe people listening to this that will listen to this or, or when they are listening to it, will be healed in the moment because they have new information to shift their paradigm to be their best self and help the world and humanity be great and be refreshed and refine that mind, but really focus on the heart. So thank you, thank you, thank you. This is a, a phenomenal episode. Um, people listen, follow her on all social media platforms and drrobmckay.com, Actualization Zone, Facebook group, and all things in her universe. That's all, that's it. Until next time, thank you.